0: Before we get to today's episode of Five on the Floor, make sure you check out one of the great sponsors of this podcast and the other podcasts in the Five Reason Sports Network, and that is AutoNation. They're the largest auto retailer from coast to coast, and their friendly and knowledgeable staff here in South Florida will help you save big on a huge selection of new cars, trucks, and SUVs. Toyota, Honda, Chevrolet, Mercedes-Benz, and much more. And if you're looking to buy pre-owned, shop Nation's huge selection of one-price pre-owned vehicles, all clearly marked with one price, the lowest price guaranteed. Or if you just want to get rid of that old car, turn it into cash today, get a top dollar offer and a check the same day. They'll buy your car with no purchase necessary. Your check engine light on right now. Get the services you need at low automation prices, oil changes, tires, batteries, and more, all for less. Call or visit AutoNation.com to schedule your appointment today. All right, but here's the thing. I used to say that a lot. If you're in the market for a new car, make sure you DM me at 5 Sports on Twitter. That's the number 5. Reason Sports, I will give an AutoNation senior manager your information, with your permission, so they can reach out to you directly and walk you through the buying process. So no waiting online, no getting lost in the sauce or any of that stuff. An AutoNation senior manager will reach out to you directly. And now, on to today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Albon
1: Sydney, a.k.a. Alf. Four, brought to you by the five reasons sports network
0: welcome in the latest episode of the five on the floor podcast i'm ethan skolnick here as i usually am with alphonse sydney you can find him at alf 954 you can find me at five reasons sports and at ethan j skolnick on twitter make sure to check out the other podcasts in our network people ask how it's very easy just go to your podcast provider, whatever it is. It could be Stitcher, it could be Podbean, it could be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, and Tune Tune FM or whatever Tune In, whatever it's called. Uh, all, all of these different podcast apps. Okay, Pocket Casts, and even Spotify. And just type in Five Reasons Sports. You'll find all the other podcasts in our network. Three yards per carry. Of course, gearing up for the season with the Dolphins. The Fish Tank had their first ever training camp episode. They had four current Dolphin players on there, including former Kane, Alan Hearns on there telling training camp stories. It's great stuff. And also of course, five rings canes with Josh Darrow, David Lake, and also with Andrew Ivans. I was with those guys at Kane's media day the other day. Um, nobody more plugged in on kind of who these players were and what they can become than Andrew Ivans, since he is the recruiting guy down here for the Canes. Also check out Smark your territory. They think I ignore them all the time. So I'm not ignoring them. Our wrestling podcast, it's maybe the most fun podcast in our network. Actually, so check that out. And of course, light skin opinions will be back when Alf and friends stop losing the file. All right, let's get to the heat. That wasn't my fault. I know that's Paris. Blame Paris. Blame Paris. If he's listening, Paris, your fault. All right. So we're going to get back to the heat today. We, we hit like five topics the other day and it, people say it's the off season. It's like, this is really the off season. Like this is not the July off season. This is like the dead part of the NBA schedule. And yet there's still shit to talk about. So, Let's get the three things today, and let's hit the. This was my plan for this to be the first thing.
1: Are we going to go over all of Magic Johnson's
0: list? I think we need to make our own list. Right? <laughs> have you seen all of Magic's list? I, I, dude, he has done everything he can not to have to work. It's amazing. Like he, he. <laughs> right? I mean, he was he was running a team with LeBron James on it in, in in you know in a place where he won championships in like you know the marquee franchise in the sport and decided to leave so he could post lists on Twitter of his favorite movies. I, it's fantastic. Like, look, let the man do what he wants, I guess, right? But it's, it's just... his top 60
1: movies. Did you see what it was?
0: Well, I, I saw that he had... We could debate this another time, but I mean... It was I The saw...
1: Godfather and I everything know. else in alphabetical order.
0: Yes, I, I know. Well, he is that why he had Boomerang ahead of Coming to America? Yeah. It was, <laughs> the <laughs> entire list was right. in alphabetical order. Uh, that It's just... I. I He's an icon, man. But he's one of a kind. Look, I go back to I was in college um, when you know news broke of the HIV you know uh, situation, and was it '91, right? And uh, I remember I remember writing columns about that and everything because everybody was like, so I mean, at the time, you know, the culture at the you know the time and kind of what you know what hiv diagnosis meant and all that and uh you know we we didn't think he'd be around in five years i mean like now, you know now we're what are we uh 28 years later or something like that he's making lists in alphabetical order on twitter so I, you know, I guess look be, at the bright it side de-
1: it used to be a death sentence oh, i know i know and and EZ now got, easy they said easy he had aids and two weeks later he was dead right i mean now magic only had hiv and that's a whole other conversation but
0: right and, and yeah also, but
1: it, and, it was. It's just. Amazing. I'm sure. I'm
0: sure he got the best, absolute best treatment at the time, right? But I. I just. It's look. It's great. Magic. You know. Thrive. You know. But yeah. The lists are. The lists are interesting. I, we're not really going to talk about that. We're we're going to talk about something else that's happening on social media. Uh. And this one. This one cracks me up because it's just. I, I just honestly think that that these guys are fucking with us now. Like it's just. You know. Some of it. <laughs> so some, some of it was. Some of it was real because you knew it was real behind the scenes, like Jimmy Butler you know, the, Hey, big head and all that with, with Dwayne. Okay. That's a relationship and Dwayne knows stuff, and whatever. But like this latest thing is that, what was it? Brad, Butler followed Beal on IG, right? Yeah. And then John Wall filed like, uh, excuse, filed, followed Kelly Olenek of, of all people, but not justice Winslow. So now the assumption is that John Wall is being traded to the Heat and Justice is one of the players going back the other direction. Like, this is where it's August – what's today? August 15th? I got to pay my rent. Then August then
1: 15th? The latest Heat uh, the latest Heat promo on Instagram, two, uh, about a month ago, it had Justice Bam, uh, Myers Leonard, Tyler Hero, and, and Jimmy Butler was a promo. Now mm-hmm. it's just Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, and Myers Leonard.
0: Right. So, so justice, a, justice, justice, and Bam are gone. justice has vanished. Right. But, but also wasn't there something else on social media with like Spolstra with like justice in a training room and Spolstra watching him? Or was that, is that all, an old photo that people are posting? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I, 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 can, I, can I, I, I
1: up with I, all the nonsense.
0: Yeah. I think it's old because I, uh, uh, Eric told me he was going out West. So I, I don't even know that he's in town anymore, but uh, you know, so anyway, um, Okay, so what do we make of this? Uh, because the Bradley Beal thing has to sustain us, right, for the next nine months, right? Like the Jimmy Butler thing did. Like, we're going to – I mean, you and I are going to pound this on a million podcasts. Like, we're going to – I have a guy who listens to this pod, and he sits above where Riley and Zoe and Andy typically sit at the games, you know, on the baseline. Well, R- Riley sits at a couple different locations because he always sits by that tunnel – you know, and and you kind of see who's in his seats that day or or whatever. If he's with Chris, his wife, or he's sitting, or sometimes he sits in the baseline and Zoe sits in the baseline. Line Andy and last year, you know, it was fascinating because you know, it was one guy who I know uh, who has season tickets, but they're up a little bit, uh, and he would send me photos of what tel- what game was on the television yeah. on the monitor that they were watching, and it was it was always Minnesota, right? And then yeah. but, but then a little bit it was Washington. Uh, so I guess this year it's going to be Washington, right? Like we're going to be watching like, you know, is Jimmy Beal, fru- Jimmy Beal. Yeah. See, I'm doing it myself. Is Bradley Beal frustrated? Right. Uh, you know, is Washington losing by 15, uh, you know, and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah. We're going to watch gonna every trade.
1: face he makes, every mm-hmm. gesture, every, you know, if he, if he if he posts on Instagram, Oh man, it, it's hot in Washington today. We're going to be like, Oh, look, he's talking about heat. Like, <laughs> right exactly exactly <laughs> we're gonna di- di- dissect everything he's everything he says it's gonna be it's gonna be a long year yeah
0: exactly um so i, I but I, what do you make of it i mean do you, i mean are, are they is this is this legitimate or are they just they just messing with I, everybody? I, I think there has to be
1: some of it like i mean they know what's going on right they know, and it wasn't just Kelly Olenek. I think he followed Tyler Hero and right. probably a few guys from the, John Wall did a few guys from the Heat all in the same day. I don't know if I mean they have to know what's going
0: on, right? But but the thing, right? They have to know. But they the have to be is, aware. But why are you follow, Okay, so all right, you 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 get a new job, right? Okay, or you got the potential of a, not even you get a new job, you got the potential of a new job, okay? And and so so, I mean, do you automatically like? Oh, I'm gonna follow those six people right now at this time? No, right? That's why I think that some of this is staged. Like, it's it's just it it's too convenient. It's like, well, I and mean, also, I, yeah. I I need to know what Tyler Harrow's doing on IG in case I'm trading. Yeah, just people. in case I gotta
1: play with him. Like, it doesn't make it. And he said, it's like it's never a precursor for every anything. Like every time someone's like, oh, such so and so deleted all their pictures with the with their team's logo on it from their instagram like didn't tyler, time, didn't
0: tyler johnson do that like two years ago i remember exactly it was tyler johnson
1: every, they do it it never actually is a precursor for anything like if we go back to all the all the instagram and twitter tea leaves
0: mm-hmm. of
1: people following unfollowing deleting photos james johnson like has deleted the photo fo- all his all of his photos like four times
0: Right. Right. And what people what people don't realize too is sometimes they're deleting photos for a reason that has nothing to do with basketball. Exactly. I mean, let's be honest here. Okay. Maybe they weren't supposed to be in a certain place at a certain time right like i mean this is uh, i mean Listen, that's I, that's I've normal d- human behavior that's not that's not specific to the i've dated
1: women who delete their ig photos every three months like <laughs> they're not they're not joining the knicks like <laughs> <laughs> right, right
0: well the, well 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 the state of the right right the right. last
1: girls with head handles like they could use her
0: all right we're just gonna move on from that look I, <laughs> alf i just i, I don't i don't make it much of this i it's fun i'm glad it's happening in august um i mean we are this is the literal. today is august 15th as we're taping this this is the literal dead point of the nba schedule I and mean, we are doing a pie because we are we are now a month away from all of the free agent activity and we are now a month away from training camp this is we, we this is ground zero okay there's nothing going on and so you know you just had the schedule so you don't even have that bs to look forward to so that's why I think this has become a story, and they are bleeping with everybody at this stage. Like, I, I, that's, that's my view on it. I don't so think it means anything. Are, Heat fans are creepily stalking Bradley
1: Beal. No, right?
0: they are. They are, but I, but I think in this case, okay, so the, that's an interesting point, you raised. They are. There's no question. The Heat fans can be absolutely creepy about that. Um, probably the creepiest. But, but the thing about it is I, I don't think they're doing it. I don't think it's going to bother him. Uh, like for instance, like when Peyton Manning came. Remember when Peyton Manning was being, you know, recruited by all these teams. He ended and up. We in had Denver.
1: helicopters. And well, we
0: had. Was it? Was it? Um, who was it? Was it? Rosh Low. I forgot. One of the reporters down here literally chased him into a field. You know, in his car. <laughs> like, like. So, so, so that didn't go over very well. I, I actually think what happened in, in Toronto with Kawhi with the, with that kind of circus. I don't think it made any difference because as we found out, he kind of was trying to head to, you know, to do what he did. Yeah, he anyway made find a decision a, already. Right. But I don't think it necessarily was a positive when you had a guy who was, who really didn't want attention and was getting that much attention. But from what, you know, the conversation I had with Candace here on the pod, I think Bradley bill wants to be appreciated. Um, and so I, I don't, and, and Washington is a weird basketball town. In other words, it's not a good one. Like it should be, but it's not. And, you know, she told me that, you know, he's basically the second biggest star in town now behind Ovechkin. Um, which you know because Bryce Harper's gone and and uh, you know and all the rest of that and and Max Scherzer and you know that doesn't translate quite the same way, so it's really um it's really Beal second, but I also think in Washington it's not it's just not like that. I mean you know that city I know that city um it's it's just not. I mean, as I always say, you go to a Wizards Heat game, and even when LeBron wasn't there, it was just Dwayne. It was seventy percent Heat fans. Man,
1: I mean, you're going to go this year; it's going to be more Heat fans. Than... Absolutely, ab- absolutely. So I just, D- I... I mean, DC is such a, I mean, we're a transient city, uh, city, like right. Look, I mean, DC is nobody lives in D. I mean, nobody's from DC. Right, you're there for work. You're there, right? As a congressman, like. right? Or,
0: or or you or you get or you right? Or you're getting greased as a lobbyist, you know? To, yeah, you know, to, to then, make sure or, that the environment's unprotected and right. And so and then you get a five million dollar condo in Georgetown, right? But regulation. that's right, exactly. Right, exactly. So, uh, but I don't. So I think that maybe appreciating Bradley Beal is not the worst thing here, um, and and continuing to show that you want him. So I don't think that's going to backfire. And he fans, it is creepy, but I don't think it's going to backfire. But I also don't want to make much of. What's going on now? Another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I can attest to this personally because they just threw out my traffic ticket for me. It was no problem. No points on the license. No other details that I had to deal with. You've got to check out the law firm of Seltzer Mayberg. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com or call one 5000 law one 5000 law They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and of course, traffic tickets. And they've got a new 15,000 square foot office, which we work out of at times as well, on I-95 in North Miami. They handle cases from all over the state. they got a special now. If you mention five, reasons or five on the floor, they will take care of your traffic ticket for $49.95. Go check out that price somewhere else. You're not going to get it. Call now, 24-7 service for a free consultation. That's onecallegal.com, 1-855-5000-LAW, Seltzer Mayburg. All right, let's get to topic two here today. And um, this actually started, I mentioned this on a pod, uh, the timing of this, this actually started uh, with a, a Sunday afternoon, um, we have nothing else to talk about, and the the vodka is twenty dollars for unlimited for all day uh, conversation with Chandel Richardson of the Athletic.
1: Oh, I did slander. <clears throat> uh, I know. He, I know. Why did men can't jump?
0: Oh, you did. Good. Because he, he texted me with your tweet about it. Um, because just <laughs> landed
1: him on the Wide Men Can't Jump podcast. So. Well, that's
0: good. Well, I mean, yeah, he's now a wide man who can't jump either. I I, I <laughs> didn't even participate in the media game. Uh, he was telling me about what he did. At, you know, he was 21 years old. Uh, so, anyway, he covers the heat for the athletic. You guys probably know Shandell. Um, he's worked down here a long time. But he was trying to make this case uh, to me that, that Iverson was better than Wade um and and he was basically getting shot down by everybody so I threw it on social media I mean he's in it's in South Florida we're in Fort Lauderdale so he's going to get shot down but it's another of his terrible takes but then just coincidentally NBA 2k uh which by the way my Twitter feed will be back on there this year uh NBA 2k uh came up with their list of the all-decade teams and and really um the the ones from uh was 70s 80s 90s didn't bother me at all um I, I thought they actually pretty much got it right you know i i mean it's, it's hard to I, I didn't see a lot of the 70s i would have 73s. uh
1: dr j over kevin McHale in the uh, 80s, i
0: agree i i do agree with that. well i think yes i agree with that i think with dr j it's a little complicated because later on in that decade he trailed off pretty good um he
1: was better in the 70s than he was in the 80s right
0: and some of it he was better in the aba than he was in the nba and so i think that plays into it but that 83 team which we've talked about was a great great team and he was you know along with moses the best player um i so i i think that one's a little complicated but the one that came out in the 90s um, excuse me the 2000s uh, do you have it up? Cause I just lost it. Do you have, uh, do you have our, our, the, uh, the, what the team was for, for Oh,
1: I mean, I don't have it up, but it was Iverson, Kobe, uh, LeBron. Right. LeBron, um, Shaq. Oh,
0: here we go. Here we, here we go. I got, let, let me, let me just give everybody all of them. Okay. So we'll go the eighties team. Okay. Was magic and Michael. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I would put magic on a top 60 list too. One of his top 60 lists, uh, Larry bird. Yes. Uh, and then Moses at center which is um, you can make cases for other people um, and then uh, yeah you could yeah Definitely. right and then uh, and then Mikhail uh, which I, I agree with you you could have put dr. J on there um, you know I also think uh, you know I mean you look at other forwards you could have put there I can make a case I know most people won't I can make a case for James worthy over Mikhail too yeah
1: um, I was gonna say that as well I think James what happened to Worthy is that he just was in the shadow of uh, Kareem and Magic. Right. But greatest
0: finisher of all time, by the way. Greatest break finisher, of, in my opinion. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about highlight dunks. I'm talking about greatest finisher on the break, that guy in transition running the lanes over. Like yeah. I, that That was and, – and much more skilled that, like you're saying, much more skilled than he had opportunity. The best third option in NBA history – to me, that's not, would, even a, not even a question.
1: I would agree. I would yeah. agree.
0: So, so I, I can, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I can see Mikhail over him, but I, yeah, Doctor J is, uh, I mean, certainly in terms of impact on the league, I mean, it's not close. Like it's it's Doctor J over McHale all day long. Um, and you know, and, and it's not just because I hate Do- Mikhail's politics now. It's just generally, I mean, you know, th- those teams are in. The, Mikhail was a great, great player, uh, but, um. But Dr. J was the best player on his team. Uh, again, a great championship team. I would agree, even more impactful than I would. I would argue even more impactful than Moses on that team. And and was in terms of like I say, impact on the league, a transformational figure. It's Dr. J. It's not Kevin McHale. So I I would have gone. I would have gone Dr.
1: J. All right. So that the Why is YouTube in Kevin McHale highlights?
0: Correct. Except except <laughs> except Kevin McHale's white crazy wife. All right. So uh, anyway. Check out that Twitter feed, by the way. Um, All right, so go to 1990s, right? Okay, so I I had a hard time arguing with this either. Um, Stockton, uh, you know, Stockton, the thing about Stockton, and we can say what Stockton would do today, and I've had conversations with John Crotty, who played with him about this, who thinks Stockton would be incredible today. You can argue that it would be difficult for him to keep up with some of the athletes today, but the reality is Stockton is the all-time leader in steals and assists. He, he belongs on that team um, and that that team was a you know in utah built a power and so that's that's a great michael and scotty is obvious Akeem is obvious to me i mean there are others in there david robinson etc Akeem was the transformational center of that period yes you can make uh and, and then carl i mean carl and whether carl should have won the mvp or not won the mvp uh you know carl again with stockton Those five, it's hard to argue with. I don't think that one's even particularly close, to be honest. But then you get to the two thousands, all right. And this is where it gets a little controversial. Shaq and Duncan, obvious. LeBron, obvious. Kobe, obvious. Right? Okay. Iverson. Um. So I was trying to, I was trying to figure this out on Basketball Reference, and I'm just not very good at it. So if if Christian, if you're listening and you want to give me a ten minute tip, I'm good at it, but I'm not like, I'm not like Nakia's Christian level good at it. All right? So careful. Yeah, I know you are. So they that's, have why I, I, that, that's why I didn't even bother with you on this. <laughs>
1: yeah, but, yeah. But, you asked me, I was like, I, 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 what? What's no, that?
0: Right, so I was trying to do a side-by-side comparison of of Wade and Iverson and Nash for the 2000s because uh, he fans can be maopic about this, so their whole argument is based on Wade versus Iverson. But, I mean, Steve Nash did win two MVPs in the decade, and basically his offense – which was his offense? Okay, yeah. uh, was and now I know he gave it all up on the other end. But his offense was the best offense pretty much every year he was playing as a starting point guard. So, you know, you can make a case for Nash, but let's just look at Iverson and let's look at Wade. And also, the, Jason
1: hey, Kidd existed in I, the, I, the 2000s, ab-
0: absolutely, absolutely. Okay, which so. that
1: that that always. I, listen, I'm not a huge fan of Kidd uh, right. off the court stuff, and also he was a Maverick, right. but. um I mean, yes. I think we just forget how great he was.
0: No, and, and he was a triple double. I mean, the Jason Kidd triple double is named the Jason Kidd triple double because of him. So, but let, let's look at let's so let w- the side by side is a little more complicated than I want it to be. But let's look at the just the two thousands. All right, with some context, Dwayne Wade didn't enter the NBA until two thousand three. Okay, so I think I think what a lot of Heat fans are doing here. It, this again, this is not an argument of whether Dwayne or Iverson is better. That stupid argument that Chandel made. I'm not even going to entertain because Dwayne Wade was much better than Allen Iverson as a two-way player just was. I mean, Iverson was a steals guy, but you couldn't put him
1: also. He was the the steals thing always bothers me because a lot of guys who um, are high up there in steals gamble a lot and put a lot of uh, pressure on the rest of their defense. So steals to me as a defensive metric, and I think, a lot of guys who study stats will tell you steals as a defensive metric, even blocks sometimes, mm-hmm. but steals overall as a defensive metric is so flawed. It's
0: it is. Flawed. It, well, the problem with Iverson was who could you put him on, right? I mean, they even – you know, because the other argument with Iverson, and I remember Shandell and I having this conversation with LeBron and Dwayne because one of them – I can't remember. one, I think it was LeBron agreed with Shandell and Dwayne agreed with me that I said, you know, Allen Iverson was a two. And he said he was a point. I said, No, he was a two, but they had to hide him defensively on point guards. First of all, you know, it, he couldn't guard he couldn't guard up.
1: Yeah, so, he couldn't guard you had to hide him defensively on point guards, and he needed the ball in his hand so much you might as well call him a point guard. But he wasn't right. you're right, he was a shooting guard.
0: He was a two, right. But he, he he kind of now these days it doesn't really matter, right? Because these days most of your point guards are combo guards, really. And so it's different. And Iverson ushered that in and he for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Heat. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
0: And look, if we're going to argue about... Um, impact on society and the game, you can make a case, a very strong case for Iverson over pretty much anybody. So you can make that, as much as Dwayne has become, you know, an, an international icon and in fashion and on wine and all this stuff, Iverson was a movement, right? I, so, I mean, he was, I mean, he he represented something to a lot of people. Dwayne doesn't do that. Dwayne's admired, but he doesn't represent something.
1: But, I, some but you, what you're saying right now is the movement he created, The the fact that he was so Cool, right? Like right. he was such a hip thing. Like Iverson, the cornrows, the the the, the clothes he would wear, the, the fact the, that the
0: practice, practice, practice. The, the yeah, fact that about. his
1: his wardrobe made David Stern change the the right. rules of how you right. had to dress coming to games. Like the, all that societal and cultural impact. I think o- people overrate the hell out of Iverson. And honestly, I I don't want. I'm not. I'm not here to bash the guy, but he's so. He's completely overrated. Like, people talk about that that game uh, against the Lakers in 2001, right. I believe. Yeah, game one. Uh, where he stepped
0: on Lou. Stepped yeah, and the
1: Lakers were undefeated going to that series right. at finals. And, you know, Iverson, they they took one game, right? And he stepped over Lou, and it was iconic. The rest of that series, somebody pointed out on Twitter, Lou locked Iverson up
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: for the next four games. But the thing with Iverson, like, we, we do – people have blinders on when it comes to him. Like, he got locked up by Tyron Lue for four games right? in a final series. When I think, he, that shot, I think, I
0: think he shot, like, 36% over the next four. I, I, yeah, look, I, I – and, and some of it was on that team he had to, right? I mean, that, that was – along with the uh, 07 Cavs, probably the two worst finals teams we've seen in the past 20 years. I mean, right? there
1: were some Pacers teams and some Nets teams
0: uh pacer yeah no no the The one that was i i i cut i I covered that series no that team was better than the sixer team i'm saying they were Uh,
1: better but that was that that was a pretty i mean the east was really no no
0: no it was but but that team uh you know with reggie and jalen the way jalen was playing that year um yeah yeah at least there was a, a legitimate second their bigs were good uh you know, I mean, they had, they had, they, I mean, they rolled what was Smith's the Davis guys. I, that team was Derek McKee was a pretty good player. That that was a pretty good team. That, that Sixers team uh, was, I mean, literally Jermaine Jones was getting minutes. Like that, that was not a good team. I, you know, I covered both series. It was no, no comparison. That Sixer team was Iverson. That was it. But I, I agree with you that, uh, that he's been overrated now. Okay. So, but let's do the comparison. So, when you're comparing the two thousand, just the two thousands, you have to take into account that Dwayne was at Marquette for part of this. Okay, so you know, and and in those three years that Dwayne was, you know, was at Marquette, I one, you know, one of which was Prop Forty Eight, but uh, you know, Iverson averaged in those three years thirty-one-one led the league, thirty-one-four led the league, twenty-seven-six, averaged forty-two minutes, forty-three minutes, and forty-three minutes. I mean, that, these times were different. No load management, right? For a kid, yeah. for, not a kid, a guy. Uh, that size okay for, so for,
1: and, you know. yeah pound for pound he's one of the best players ever for that size
0: right but well he's yes. also
1: historically inefficient and that's
0: well okay so let me give you the numbers so yeah, those man, three years he, man, shot, give me the
1: efficiency numbers. He, he
0: shot he shot he shot 42 percent, 40 percent, 41 uh three-point percentage he was never a real good three-point shooter uh he shot but he was never that high volume either um i mean in in 2000, 2001 2001 he took 25 shots a game, four of them were threes, different time. But but he but a 32%, 29%, 28% from three. So his effective field goal percentage for those three years was 45, 42, 44. That's putrid.
1: Right. That is really really bad. Like
0: and so he also, like, he, also he also we mentioned steals. He also led the league in steals all three seasons. Yeah. And he but, probably, but but he also led the league in turnovers one of them. He had um His assist to turnover first year, 4.6 to 3.3, 5.5 to 4.0, 4.2 to 3.5. So he was what he was. He was a low-efficiency, high-turnover player, which Dwayne was neither of those two things. Um, If you give Dwayne 25 shots a game. Yes. Well, let's look at it. Okay, okay, let's see. Dwayne got the most shots that Dwayne ever averaged in a season uh, was 20.5. And that was and that was 2008 2009, which was his best season. Um, and what, to, what was his efficiency that year? Uh, his effective field goal percentage that year was hold on I know some people don't love that stat, but it's it's what I have to work with right now. His effective field goal percentage let me find it Advanced. okay uh, was where the hell is it? Sorry. we do this stuff on the fly. Um, yeah. Oh here, here it is. okay is it was 52. 52. yes. So, was, so, Iverson so, so uh, okay. So here, career-wise, okay, um, Dwayne's this. This to me is the case for again. We're we're touching on just decades here, but if you're talking an overall career, to me, the case for Dwayne, other than being a better defensive player when he was engaged in it, is that his effective field goal percentage for his career was forty-nine-five. The effective field goal percentage for um, Iverson never had a season that high. So that was Dwayne. That was Dwayne's, uh, and, and that was Dwayne's career. And Iverson never had a season that high. His highest, his career was forty-five. So you're talking basically fifty percent or forty-five percent. And that again accounts for the fact that Dwayne was not a good three-point shooter either. So yeah. it's not like it's it, this isn't the Steph Curry or you know or James Harden situation where their effective field goal percentage is pumped up or Ray Allen because they're taking a bunch of threes and they're making a bunch of threes. Dwayne was not taking a bunch, and when he did take a bunch, he was under 30, you know, historically around 30%. So so it's just as a career, this is not a good comparison. Dwayne Wade was a better player than Al Iverson. But if we're and just. And we're,
1: we're not even talking about de- defensively.
0: Defensively, or, and, and this is not all Iverson's fault because the second best player he ever played with you know, during his prime was Matumbo for like a short period of time. Right. But like, so we're not even made, but the reality is, I mean, Dwayne has, you know, the three titles and the five final finals appearances. And Allen has one finals appearance. So I, 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 as a career entity, like it's not close, I don't think it's close, but just two thousands, if you're going to look at Iverson and the fact that he was playing three years before, and he led the league in scoring two of them, before Dwayne even joined the NBA. And then you have him leading the league in scoring again in Dwayne's second season. And then you have him averaging even more, 33, the next year with higher efficiency. He did shoot 45% that year. On th- you know, 33 points a game on 40. It may have actually been his best season, even though it's not the year he won the MVP. Um, and then, you know, didn't really, you know, trail off until he kind of hit the wall. So he was traded to Denver, Remember? And then, you know, and then he was traded to Denver and he played with Carmelo and he played all 82 games for Denver and averaged 26, okay, at age 32. Very impressive. 46% from the field. And then it, it hit, the, and then the year, and that was the year Dwayne obviously struggled and had the injuries and 15 wins and all that. But then the next year when Dwayne began to ascend again, Iverson hit the wall. That next year, he shot 41%, average 17, and then it was all – remember, then after that, it was Memphis, Philly, Detroit, gone, right? So, yeah, and
1: then – and also, he just wouldn't accept a different role. Right, right?
0: which is Carmelo's problem, too. Right. Exactly.
1: Right. So, I think, I think you have to take that into consideration as well. So, we're talking about overall career, the mm-hmm. fact that Dwayne Wade, on the decline, accepted different roles and did whatever he had to do to continue to win – Right. Makes him a better player in my eyes.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't think the better player conversation is even. I, again, I, I mean, but even the, so,
1: even when we're talking about that decade. We're talking about Dwayne Wade didn't play for the first three years, but the last three years, Iverson was crap. So, right. if, we can still look at it in its totality and say, in the two thousands, Dwayne Wade in the two thousands, Dwayne Wade was a better player.
0: I, I, I think, I think it's. I think I can make the argument the other way on that one. Uh, just, just because of – it's just a product of circumstance because, you know, Dwayne Wade was getting his feet wet in the NBA and Allen Iverson was, you know, one of the elite guys in the league. Whatever you thought of his efficiency. But let's look at – the guy who's not being talked about here is Nash, okay? So if you go 2000s, okay? So this is from when Steve was 25, 26 to 35, okay? So it's just when he started to ascend. All right. So in Dallas, you know, he starts actually 2000 was the first time he started every game. Okay, so before that, he wasn't star starter. So he becomes a starter. And then we see the ascent, the ascent, the ascent, the ascent. And then obviously he was great with Nowitzki, Right. And but he wasn't an MVP. But then he goes to Phoenix in 2004, leads the league in assists three straight years, wins two MVPs in his 30s. Um, never averaged more than eighteen eight, but I always believe if Nash just shot more. I mean his his efficiency was. I mean he was, you know, if you look at the years in Phoenix, he shot this is fifty percent, fifty one percent, fifty three percent. Okay, That's insane effective field goal percentage in two thousand six two thousand seven was sixty one percent while shooting ninety percent from the line. Okay, while averaging eleven and a half assists and eighteen and a half points. Like I, I, I understand that Heat fans will always have this thing about how Shaq should have won the MVP that year, but the, okay, fine. But the disparaging of, of Nash's accomplishments, I think has gone too far. I mean the guy like there's, there's this old quote that Don Shula had, um, that about Montana and Marino, or oh, maybe I'm sorry, it wasn't Shula. It was, uh, actually it was more impactful, it was Bill Walsh. It was Bill Walsh. Okay. The late, great Bill Walsh, one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet in the NFL, by the way. Um, and, uh, and so Walsh had this quote where he actually said about Montana and Marino, he said, you know, you know, we, you know, Joe Montana is the best possible product of a system. Uh, Dan Marino is a system. And, yep. and so I, I, Steve Nash was a system like st- offensively. We'll get to defense in a second. Offensively. It was what, I mean, D'Antoni has not done that without him. I mean, he did with 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 Jeremy Lin for a month, right? With Chris Duhan for a week, but he I mean, hasn't Jim, done that, right? James but he's, what? But James Harden is is running a total. I mean, that's not. It's Dan a It's Tony. a
1: completely different offense. It's not. It's Dan not, not
0: D'Antoni's point. offense. It has no. It has no. You, you wouldn't recognize it. I mean, Spo will admit to you, he stole more from D'Antoni than anybody else. But D'Antoni's not running that shit anymore. They're no, running I mean, ISO. The ISO I, all day. I, okay, so. So, but Steve Nash was like, that was the system. Like that was, so it was basically the, the flourishing of, you know, it was of what Dan Tony was putting out there. So I, I just, um, you know, to me, I, I, I think we, we can't look past what, what Nash was. I mean, and he didn't really trail off by the end of the decade, like his last year decade, 2009, 2010, he averaged 16 and a half, 11 assists, 94% from the line. Uh, his, uh, you know, and 51% from the field, eight played 81 games at age 35. So I, I think we need to, um, to put Steve Nash. if we're going to have this conversation with Wade and Iverson, we have to have it with Nash. Now the other end. Okay. Uh, never, ne- never, never going to the finals. If, if, if Amare and Boris Dio don't come off the bench, they do. Uh, and they, they probably win – they might win the championship that year. I, they I, won. I, th-
1: I think they would have won the championship that year.
0: Right. So, uh, so I don't – You know. And, 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 he was, and he was historically – and this is a bit of a knock against Dwayne. He was an incredibly durable player, right? So if you go from 2001, 2002, 82 games, 82 games, 78 games, 75 games, 79 games, 76 games, 81 games, 74 games, 81 games. I mean, see, he played the whole decade. He played the whole decade. He played it at a high level – uh, if you want to make a case for Nash, I'll hear it out. I, I, I that that's my thing. I, I don't think this is just Wade and Iverson. Now, I, know,
1: I, I, I honestly think the conversation is Wade, Iverson, Jason Kidd. Uh, no,
0: you you so, yo, uh, Nash. Okay, so well, and we can. All right, so let's do this real quick. And I way. honestly
1: would put, I would put Wade, uh, Nash, and Kidd over Iverson. And I, I, I know, I, I'm, I know that's a blasphemous. But I just I've never been a fan of in inefficient uh, high volume guys. It's just never right. never been my thing, and they right. don't win. They win nothing.
0: Right. All right. So let's look at Kid. Okay. So Kid, two thousand. Uh, he was still with Phoenix. Okay. This is last year in Phoenix. Um, led the league in assists. Okay. Uh, for the third straight year, it was either him or Nash the whole decade basically. Uh, then uh, goes to Jersey, plays eighty two. Uh, transformational in terms of that organization, right? Like, totally changed it. Uh, shot 39% from the floor. But, again, there's different – it's like all of these guys have knocks, right? Okay, so Iverson, it's the overall inefficiency. Kidd, it was some of that, and not high volume as a scorer. Nash, it was the defense. With Kid it wasn't the defense. kid defended. So, so that's – okay, but, you know, an average nine 9.9 assists. Next year, led the league in assists for Jersey also, uh, average 18.7. Another great year for Jersey after that, okay? I mean, really strung together between age 28 and 33, like six really strong seasons for the Nets. All, all, in, all in this decade before he ended up back in Dallas um, and then, you know, was more of a backup. You know, I mean, he was kind of a part-time player. I, I should, Actually, I shouldn't say that. He started the first three years he was back in Dallas. So he did start those first three years. And, and actually, um, you know, of course, you know, we know what happened in the finals. Uh, you know, that the fourth year, uh, the third year, actually of the four years. So, um, and then was with the Knicks and then he, he was phased out. So he wasn't as much of a factor coming out of that decade, but through most of the decade, I, yeah, you can make an argument for Jason kid too. I mean, I, as far as kid versus Nash, I know there are Mavericks fans who probably have that conversation, right? Like, because they have relationships with both of them. Um, and, and that's a, that's an interesting historical argument, uh, but you can throw kid in there too. I, I think Iverson of the four may have been. The, I agree with you. He may have been the wrong choice. Maybe, I you know I yeah, I put him fourth on that list. Yeah.
1: Because and I, and we're not we're not going straight point guard shooting guard like
0: no no I, they're not no they're not.
1: Argument, oh no, they went for a point guard. First of all, Iverson, it, that's a that's a sketchy argument if you're calling Iverson a point guard in the first place. Right. And if you are going to go straight point guard, then Nash and kid need to be considered before Iverson. And if you're just going for two guards um I, I think you put Dwayne Wade above all of them but I like I said I think Iverson comes in fourth in that conversation
0: all right the two, well, 2010s here um Curry and Harden it's it's hard for I I, I feel like I've been debating Harden so much on Twitter lately but it's hard to argue I Curry is a, is a given uh we, we can have conversations about maybe other guys at the two spot if you're not a fan of some of the things Harden does but as we've said the two spot has been pretty much barren, um, you know, for a while, uh, you know, since Dwayne was Dwayne and Kobe were the top guys, LeBron is obvious. Durant is obvious. And, and Dwight, uh, Dwight Howard, to be honest, is obvious. I, I know, I know people don't like to hear that, but he is uh, early in the decade.
1: He, people hate on Dwight, but Dwight, I mean, Dwight should have uh, been MVP the year Derrick Rose got it. Right. That was Dwight's year.
0: Right. And, and that was right. That was. So now, now Dwight, again, has played for 35 teams since. So I, it's, I understand what, but it also tells you how the center position has changed right it's just there 's not a lot there um and so for that that's been sustained for an entire decade so anyway, interesting conversation if you want to check it out now dwayne in the in the two thousand in the two thousand tens i don't i don 't think you can make an argument for um he was. Yeah, uh, I, I, he was
1: I, I hear people talk. I, I like the one that other all decade team came out. Yeah. People and Dwayne Wade. I think Dwayne Wade was first team on that, or he was third team. I don't third know team
0: remember. on the third team on 2010s.
1: Yeah, yeah, people were mad about that. I'm like, man, that was generous. Um. I yeah. Love yeah. It was. It that was. was
0: ge- it was generous. He was not at the. I mean, it pretty much. You know, Dwayne's injury related decline sort of started. You know, about the second season of the Big Three. Uh, where he just couldn't stay on the court as much. And so, no, nah, I mean, you can't make a case there. All right, last thing here, um, uh, on the Heat specifically, we'll do this quickly, uh, Deion Waiters and James Johnson. Um, ha- I don't want to talk about the contracts anymore. It is what it is. Um, yeah, that's And, and, and we, we don't need to talk about what happened last year as much. Um, ju- just this, do you believe that they can be contr- – we see the shape that they're in. So So, clearly – they got the message and, or they got healthy and maybe they got both. Right. I think it's and, both. Right. So they got both. Do you believe that the two of them can be contributors, big contributors this year?
1: I I'm not going to say I believe, because honestly, I'm not going to get let down again. <laughs> fool, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That kind of thing. Um, but if they are right, is if, and this is what I've been saying. I think those two guys healthy in shape, Engage make this heat team way more dangerous than we're even thinking. Right. It gives, um, it, and I, even if Dion starts, it gives them a second unit that, that, that can be, that's a lot to handle. Um, it gives you, it would D, if Dion is who Dion can be, that gives you a dynamic score to, alongside justice and Jimmy, uh, that you can play with Dion – I mean, with, with Goron and JJ off the bench. It gives you it, – it, they become so much more dynamic if those guys are what they can be. Now, if those guys are out of shape, if they're still injured and they can't do what they – you know, you, you you go back to a 40 you, – you're a 42-43 win team. I think if those guys are what – you know, at the peak of their abilities, you're a 48-49 win team at that point. Um, so I think it's huge. I think it's really – it's, I think it's a, a bigger narrative than we're talking about. Like, that kind of depth is what made Toronto uh, a force to be reckoned with last year, uh, not just Kawhi, right? So it just I, – I think we're underrating how important those guys are, and I think we're underrating it for a reason, just because it's a kind of a show-me. We're at the show-me stage with them. But I think I, I, I'm really excited when I look at them. I look at the shape they're in. I look at Dion. I look at, you know, listen, the empty gym season is what it's all about right now. <laughs> Everybody right. looks good. Um, but, man, if those guys can be what they can be, this it's going to make the heat way more dangerous than we're even thinking.
0: Well, it takes pressure off other guys. That, that, that's the big thing for me. So if, if, if Dion is going to be an effective player for you, as he can be, okay, uh, you know, in the way he can be. Because you know there are certain things with him that you talk about. You don't like high inefficient players. Um, you know that's a problem. But he shot efficiently from three at the end of last year, so that kind of changes the equation a little bit. As long as he's not jacking up 13, like I, because and it's it's not because it, the numbers guys would say that's fine. But to me, it just kills the offense when he's doing that because everybody else stands around. But as long as, as he can give you something. Then you don't have to push Tyler Harrell quite as much early. Um, As long as James Johnson can give you something, then maybe you don't have to play DJJ out of position quite as much, right? Or, you know, we just saw Kelly Olinick sort of survive an injury scare. He's going to be ready for training camp. But they don't have a ton of bigs options, okay? Maybe Myers Leonard takes some time to acclimate to the defensive system. If you have James Johnson available there, that there's minutes. So I think it is positive. I mean, everything's great. You say you're looking at James Johnson and you're excited. Um, Feelings on the hair? Um
1: <laughs> I think he better cut that before the season starts. Yeah.
0: Well, um, he he's the one guy in the league who could do that, who could keep it like that, and nobody's gonna say shit yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I'm
1: terrified of him.
0: Right, right. I uh, so I, <laughs>
1: I guess when you're a badass, you can do things like that, right? right. I, can't, I can't get away
0: with it. No, no. Well, yeah, I I, I, I think well, I look, but here's the thing. We've seen this before with Birdman and others. Like if he's playing well, like that'll become a thing in the arena. Yes. Like you'll see people wearing those, uh, whatever it is, on his head. You know, uh, <laughs> so. people
1: show with, with blonde mops.
0: Right, right. <laughs> That's what's on his head. I agree with you. All right, check out the other podcasts at our network. Also check out fivereasonssports.com FiveReasonsSports.com. I'll be writing a weekly column on the Heat uh, during the season. That's my plan anyway. I keep saying I'm going to write more, and then you know it's funny. I go to all these events now, right? So I went to Miami Media Day. And like that typically I'm watching Dave Hyde and all the guys who are there and they're running back to their laptops to write and I don't have to really do that anymore. And so every time I'm like, like depending, should I write? I'm like, okay, is it really worth me investing three hours of my mental energy in this Um, or just get on a podcast and talk about it? I've gotten lazy anyway. So, but I, my plan is I'm going to write once a week uh, on the heat uh, in addition to being around the team. Uh, This is your access pod with the heat. We will be, Uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, And you'll be hearing a little bit more from Alex Toledo also. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We'll talk to you soon.